So I was thinking I might uh, call an audible this week, make a sudden change, because I thought since this is my birthday weekend, it's not technically till tomorrow, but whatever, that uh, I dug up a show from the 90s that I remember liking. So I was like, yeah, you know, since it's my birthday thing, I'll watch some show that I want to watch. But uh, the yeah, other... I thought you wanted to watch all of them. Oh, well, <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, because a lot of these, we just go in blind. So I don't know if I wanted to watch them or not until after. <laughs> you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> but uh, the other birthday thing we did is we just went and had fancy pants sushi. And, uh, you know, it was pretty, pretty tasty. Kind of reminded me of, uh, especially when I got to go to Japan before Corona and just eat Japanese food all the time, but even Vancouver or whatever. So since we've just been eating Japanese food and being all all international <laughs> this morning, instead of watching just a North American TV show, I mean, I still got it. Maybe we'll do that next week. But uh, I noticed on the computer here, I must have set this up like way back. Because remember we were watching uh, Yuru Camp and uh, Nan Nan Biori, that cartoon about sure. the, the yeah. girls that mm -hmm. live in the countryside? So I think at that point, I also grabbed another cartoon in case we kept going down the Japanese cartoon route, and then we never did, so it's just been sitting on the computer. But if you're in the mood for some subtitles, <laughs> I do have a Japanese cartoon that's been sitting on the computer. And uh, it's this show called Usagi Drop that translates to Bunny Drop, which is like one of these weird Japanese sort of translations. Like, they have these kind of neat terms that it's like they kind of make sense, but it's not a phrase or a turn of phrase that anybody would actually say around here. So the reason it's called Bunny Drop is the bunny in this show, it's a, it's a kid, it's like a baby, you know, that's where the term bunny is from. And drop is because the mom dropped her. <laughs> it's like, I'm out of here. Good luck, kid. So it's basically this uh, family where the grandfather passed away and then they find out the grandfather had that kid they didn't know about <laughs> and the mom took off. So now the mom's gone, the grandfather died, there's just this kid that nobody knows what to do with, no one's ever met before, and no one wants to really, you know, deal with. So the show is about this guy who's like 30, and he's just, to this point, just been a, a salary man in Tokyo, just working at his job, and he ends up being the one that takes in this kid. So it's like, uh, it's like 12 episodes, but I've only got the first two here. Just, But it's kind of neat because... It's, uh, it's a neat view of kind of what a salaryman's life is like in Japan because it really shakes up this dude's whole routine. Like now all of a sudden he's got all this stuff he's got to deal with, but at the same time he's in the workaholic culture of Tokyo where there's no free time ever and now he's got this whole other responsibility. And it's also just kind of neat because he lives in a really old house and you just get to see what an old Japanese house is like. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, it's just kind of a slice of life show. But I figured since we're in the, the Japanese sort of mode today, and this thing is right on the computer, I was like, oh, shit. Sure, and we're celebrating your birthday, so right. I'll acquiesce. Right. Let's go for it. And it is, yeah, it's a really cool show. And uh, I can tell you a bit more about it after, because it's, it's weird. It went, it went some weird places, not in the show, but in the, the comic book version that came out before. But yeah, I just think it's kind of neat. So... And that kind of fits in with what we did last week with The Sandman. Right. Originally a comic made into movie. Yeah, in, in uh, Japanese stuff, almost every Japanese cartoon is a, a manga first, you know, before it becomes a cartoon. And then if it's successful enough, it gets made into a, a show. And yeah, this one, it's interesting because the show, it's only 12 episodes and it just deals with when this kid is a kid. 
and then the show ended but the comic kept going and the comic follows this kid all the way up until she's like 17 and yeah there's weird weird stuff that people found strange and controversial happens but i'll tell you about that after <laughs> i think the uh the cartoon is kind of uh it took the best part it's like here's just this 30 year old dude who doesn't know shit about shit and this kid who has uh you know just been abandoned has been dropped <laughs> like i kind of like that i like it's a good term like we just wouldn't think to say that like this kid got dropped <laughs> but you know I always kind of like that about Japanese translations. Either they just make no goddamn sense, or they sort of do make sense, but it's like a neat little turn of phrase. But yeah, just a, it's just a cool little show. Oh, yeah, one little thing, too. I feel like they, they handsomed this guy up a little bit in the cartoon. It's like a distinct plot point in the comic book version that he's actually quite ugly. <laughs> so he really has very little experience with women at all. <laughs> so I feel like in the cartoon, they're a little nicer to him. I feel like that's a pretty good uh, just example of the show because uh, the first episode is the most different one obviously where they're at the funeral and stuff and you get to see kind of Japanese funeral procession type stuff which is kind of interesting and then the rest of it is basically this like super domestic of just uh, the household but yeah especially like this stuff of the single parent not there's just not enough hours in the day not enough time and it's I think extra pressure filled because in Japan like there's such a it's like their work culture is uh not even necessarily based on what you do as much as how much you're there like they really value the person who shows up first and the person who leaves last so it's uh especially this guy it's not like he got married and then had a kid and like it's been some natural progression for him to just all of a sudden have to leave work like they just well, be like and, and immediately inherit of four or five year old however right. old she is supposed to be and uh so yeah what ends up happening as it goes on is like it's just not tenable he just can't keep this up so you find out he's actually kind of like a semi big shot at his job he was like the it's like a clothing distribution company but they do like photo shoots for their own stuff and design clothes it's a whole clothing thing and uh he was like the top salesman the year before and they uh they definitely don't want to lose him from their division or whatever but uh, he has to, just to have more hours in the day, just to be able to leave work early, he has to kind of demote himself down to the, the shipping department. He just ends up working in where they just box up the clothes because that's where all of the dads work, basically. <laughs> and, you know, they're allowed to actually leave at 5 o'clock where his uh, previous position, you know, they just expected him to work himself to the bone all the time. And, yeah, they just kind of establish... Yeah, her at a normal school and him at his new job and it just kind of goes on from there so it sort of nothing happens <laughs> you know it's just them settling into this situation but it's just kind of a neat little show and uh and i love the style of it like i was saying how it's like water paint the backgrounds look really cool and yeah just uh, i like that as i was saying when we were watching it i love that 
this can be a cartoon in Japan where our cartoons, similar to the last week when we were talking about comic books, that, you know, comic books were just about superheroes and then stuff like the Sandman started spreading what it, comic books around here could be about. It's kind of similar with like cartoons. Like we just think of cartoons as kid stuff mainly. There's occasionally grown up cartoons, but even our grown up cartoons are like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings type shit. Like, yeah, you, would... you have to have action. You have to have something always happening rather than just let's just show life. Yeah, where this is like, yeah, slice of life beyond even what we would consider slice of life. Like it really is just about like, oh man, it's hard to get to work and then get to that the kindergarten and stuff it's just like whew, you know like you you could argue boring but that's what i like i like stuff like this so i watched this show because somebody recommended it to me and i'm like wow what a cool show like i like that show a lot and it just kind of stopped uh you know as it goes on like i don't know probably six months maybe into them having this weird little household and he starts making friends with other parents and you know lightening the load a little spreading things around getting more comfortable with stuff so after it was done, I then looked it up a little and I started seeing all this stuff of like, oh yeah, Usagi Drop. That's like the best cartoon with the worst comic book version. And I was like, really? Why? What, what's, what's going on with that? So I looked into it and it's because the cartoon follows the first half of the comic when she's like, whatever, five or six. Then the, the show ends. They're like, that's good. Got our slice of life. Nice little thing. The end where the comic then jumps ahead 10 years, where she's like getting through high school and they're still living together. He's like 40 now. And uh, basically what happens, I guess I'll just tell it to you straight out and then explain it in better detail. But this is what everyone was in a tizzy about, is the way the comic ends is Rin, who's now like 17 or whatever, and Daikichi, who's 40, are planning to get married. And it's like, what? Like, I know Japan's weird, but what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so just seeing it laid out like that, I was like, that, yeah, I can see why people are not into the comic book version. Like, what? But then I'm like, well, that's just, like, that, there must be something about that that I'm missing. Because even for Japan, that's weird. So I went and got the comics, and I'm like, let me just, let me read these things. So basically, they are very similar, and the first run of the comics is like the cartoon and is really good. But I guess the thing that's, that you need to know, or that I didn't know, and I think a lot of these other people didn't know because they did what I did. They saw the, the cartoon and then they went and got the comics and were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> What's happening? Is that this was originally published, I don't remember the term, but you know, the same way we have like young adult stuff for different genres, you know, like their genres are really split into age groups and stuff. So there might be like young boys comics like fucking Dragon Ball where everyone's fighting and then maybe like young adult comics that are a little more grown up or whatever. This was published in a anthology like it was a bunch of different comics together that would be published, you know, in these anthologies like Desperate Dan or whatever that were for adult women is who this is aimed at. So most of the other comics that were published alongside Usagi Drop were like mature romance comics you know about like maybe you're an office lady or something and you have a fling at your office and whatever and then in it was this so those people originally reading this were reading it in that context that if everything else around it is a romance story intended for grown women 
then there's subtext all of a sudden to this that would never we would never think of because we're just watching it as a slice of life thing. So creepy or not, at least they were ready for it. They knew this was kind of the reason, the purpose of this was to establish a relationship between people. And this particular story is just taking it to a bit of an extreme where they first meet when the the girl is really little, <laughs> you know? And I guess it's just somewhat less weird in Japan too, but even in Japan, I feel like there was a fair amount of blowback where people are like, what the fuck? So I read it and the second half is way worse. It's just not nearly as good because a lot of it is about Rin and her boyfriends and things not working out and blah, blah, blah. And there is some neat stuff where she meets her mom. They do track down the mom and it turns out that the grandfather is not actually Rin's parent. So she's not related by blood to Daikichi or that family. And I guess Daikichi does find that out at some point, but he never tells her or tells anybody because they've already established this comfortable home life that is a, a weird situation to begin with. And the only reason it was ever allowed to happen is because they're blood related. So then when he finds out that they're not, he's like, well, at this point, we've been living together for years. I'm just not going to tell anybody because then they might question again, like, why is this girl living with you who technically is just some person who is not actually related to you? But it turns out what happened is the mom uh, is a manga artist, actually, but it's just uh, a workaholic. Her manga was taking off when she was getting popular. Just at the worst time, she got pregnant from some dude who fucked off and it was like ruining her career. But one of her side jobs is she kind of was like a housekeeper slash kind of a nurse for this grandfather and the grandfather just agreed like if you're gonna get rid of this kid or take her to an orphanage or whatever just i'll look after her you know and you can still see her and stuff so rin kind of knew her mom but just knew her as the housekeeper didn't realize that was her mom and then when the grandfather died the mom just bailed <laughs> completely but there's some nice scenes and stuff where Rin gets to meet her mom and the mom has a, another kid at this point who's Rin's little sister and, you know, more domestic-y stuff, whatever. But then, yeah, where it eventually gets weird is Rin just realizes that with trying to date boys and stuff, none of it's going that well, that the only person she likes is Daikichi, who she's always made a point of. She always just calls him Daikichi. She never calls him dad or anything. There's just like, so they try to keep that line at least separate. But basically, Daikichi is like, this is fucking nuts. You don't know what you're talking about. You're like 15, you're an idiot, or 17, or whatever. So he says, like, in, like, let's wait till you're out of school. Like, that's like two years from now. We're not doing shit. We're just going to keep living like this. And if in two years you still feel like this, then we'll talk about it again. So they really, like, that's, I wouldn't have gone this way either with this story. It's a weird way to go. But the lady who did the comic, she said, like, just as she thought about it more and more, it's just the only ending she could imagine. That there's just nobody else in Rin's life who she trusts and can rely on and whatever, like this guy. So even though it's a little weird to take that extra step, to her, that's just the only way she could imagine it. So she sort of half apologized to readers that were upset. And she's like, sorry, but I just... Well, and there's a lot of situations where older men marry younger women. Right. 20 years younger. 25 years younger. Some of them are very successful relationships. Yeah, it's almost like uh, like inching your way into, uh, you know, the cold water or something. Like when you just have it splashed on you, when you just read that sentence on someone's review, like they get married at the end and it's like psh, water in the face. You're like, what the fuck? But whereas if you read the comic, 
I mean, it does take years and years and years and years. So I got to at least give the author credit that even though I wouldn't have gone that way personally, she really committed to it. Like mm. she really put her all into trying to justify this situation to get it to the point she wanted it to get well, to. Well, when you think that he is the only one of all those other people who certainly could have taken that child in. He's the only one that took her in. So they established a bond, a trust, a love. And there is nobody else that she would trust as much as him because he, yeah, he took the stand for her when nobody else would. So, yeah, I can see. And it is still also in the comics, still that extremely happened. chaste right up to the very end. At the very end, the last chapter is basically just him kind of capitulating and finally just going like, all right, I mean, you, you waited the two years or whatever, like I asked you to, and you still seem to think this is a good idea. They basically just agree. They just agree that they'll get married, but it never goes that that's the end. That's so, so, <laughs> so I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it, it makes it a strange thing though, because I really like the cartoon a lot, but it's hard to even recommend it because the cartoon is such a nice little la 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 slice of life. You know, oh, things are a little tough, but you know, hey, whatever. It's all turning out. It's working out. But you really can't. You, you, I just know if I, if I recommend this to somebody and they Google it even a little, it's like so famous because of the secret ending. <laughs> you know? Like you can't read a single review of this thing that doesn't bring it up. So it's just like, yeah, it does just make it awkward. It just makes the whole thing weird, even though the cartoon never goes anywhere near all that stuff. But anyway, it's still, it's a nice little show. I like it. Yeah, it was a nice little show. I liked it too. Again, yeah, I guess like even when I was reading up stuff about it, I did see people say stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, even people's like personal accounts of like, you know, I was married to a guy two years older than me and he like beat me and stuff. And then I got married to a guy 15 years older than me and it was great. So, but it, it is just, I guess what makes this weird is just, just you really, but then even that, I don't know. It's like strange too, where just the difference in Japanese society of just like they sleep kind of in the same futon. Eventually Rin gets her own bedroom when she gets older, but they take baths together and stuff. And there's like a, a little documentary on YouTube that I think it was from the seventies, but it was uh, just like a day in the life of a Japanese family, a little documentary thing. And part of the documentary was, I was telling you earlier when I was in Japan, there was those little square tubs that they have sometimes. One of the scenes was just the little square tub and it was a dad with his daughter because the way they do baths in Japan is you wash yourself first outside of the, the tub, you scrub yourself off and then you just get in the tub to kind of soak. And So anyway, he's just in there with his daughter and that's just how they do it there. Every comment on this YouTube video was like, why is that man naked in a bathtub with his daughter? <laughs> and then other people had to explain like, especially in the 70s, but even still now, they just don't think that's weird. Yeah, well, and, and just because you're having a bath with your child doesn't mean that you're having sex with your child. We yeah. kind of have this warped sense of every relationship between an adult and a child is suspect. But it isn't. Yeah, so, so that made, I think, the, uh, yeah, that made the Usagi Drop manga fucking controversy even more of a thing for North American readers is, yeah, it's just... I mean, it's just, yeah, just these weird cultural differences and different taboos and, and yeah, so, so I don't really know how to wrap that up because it's just, you know, it's, I guess I'd just say that it's like, 
it's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> Anyone who happens to stumble upon this who was scandalized when they heard about the manga, I think it's worth it to go read the manga and you'll see that it's not as bad as it sounds. But on the other hand, it is still weird and I still wouldn't have done it. But it does help too, I think, like I was saying, that context. Like if this was published in your just slice of life comic book anthology and it went there, you'd be like, what in the fuck's going on? But when you know it was actually in the the women's romance section of the bookstore kind of thing, and this was one of those, it's just a, an unusual way to tell that story. If you know that, it really helps. <laughs> but nobody knew that, so, yep, we were just scandalized. <laughs>